It's been a long time since Microsoft held their Xbox Series X game showcase to highlight some of the advancements in gaming that will be coming to their next-gen system. Well, maybe it hasn't been that long, and maybe it's only been about a week, but in internet time, it's been years because internet time works similar to dog years. Now, personally, I enjoyed the showcase, as I mentioned last week, even though it did fail to sell me on why I need to be a day-one purchaser. Although, unfortunately, I will still try to get my hands on one immediately. As opposed to E3, where post-press conference, Phil Spencer and many other Xbox executives do the press rounds, things are slightly different this year, as you know. Instead of being able to find plenty of interviews to get more details regarding next-gen from the sources that you've come to expect, the new task now becomes trying to find alternative sources. This week, head of Xbox himself, Phil Spencer, took a minute out of his extremely busy life to be on the Same Brain podcast, which is co-hosted by famous YouTube content creator iJustine. And this is likely a very thought-out decision as Microsoft is still trying to diversify their audience and reach as many gamers and customers as possible through whatever channels necessary. Now, I have to assume that the majority of the Same Brain podcast audience is female, as I can assume that the audience for the iJustine channel also skews towards females. This is a great strategy for Microsoft and Xbox to try to expand their audience and another example of how much thought Microsoft is applying to this generation in addition to the strides that they made this generation with things like the adaptive touch. Phil Spencer wasn't the only person making appearances this week as we are also going to look at one of the most divisive subjects of the Xbox game showcase and that would be Halo Infinite. Now I'm not sure if I am in the minority. It feels like I am, but I enjoyed the tease that I saw from Halo Infinite as it opened the show last week, but it was criticized for its lack of visual fidelity and lack of multiplayer shown. This led to many people speculating that the multiplayer component of 343's game would not be ready for the launch of Halo Infinite. Now, members of 343 and Xbox cleared the air regarding many aspects of Halo Infinite, including the visual fidelity, the multiplayer portion, and more. And on this episode of the Video Games Podcast, I'll dig into the details that Phil Spencer gave on the Same Brain Podcast, and I'll try and get as many of the answers regarding Halo Infinite and the future of Xbox Series X as I can find. So hang on, we'll be right back. Diving right into the Same Brain podcast and coming fresh off the Xbox Game Showcase, Phil Spencer took time out of his busy life during a console launch year to talk all things Xbox. Now, feeling great about the presentation that Microsoft just gave, one of the things that Phil Spencer did miss was having a live audience for some of the reveals, but was very proud of how the team was able to adapt and uniquely orchestrate the event considering the current climate of the world. Speaking on the current state of the world, there have been many people wondering if launching a console in 2020 is a good idea, but we've seen record-breaking sales with multiple games, including Animal Crossing, The Last of Us 2, and Ghosts of Tsushima that make it evident that gaming is thriving right now. There's also a very strong chance that many of these gamers who are playing during these quarantine times are lapsed gamers who have rekindled their love for gaming, and this is increasing the potential buyers for a next-gen system. Inside sources even claim that Sony has nearly doubled their anticipated amount of PlayStation 5s, based likely on data that they've collected regarding how successful their gaming division has been since quarantine. 
Phil Spencer talked about how people are looking to games during these times and that since the spring, 270 million new friend connections have been made on Xbox Live. Now, I'm sure that Microsoft is very aware of the situation with regards to production of their next-gen system, and they are likely increasing their supply if they have the means. He even mentioned that during the last earnings call, the CFO was asked about the launch of the next-gen consoles, which made him proud about how Xbox is situated within the trillion-dollar company to garner enough interest during the investment calls. Almost no one can understand how long this has taken other than Phil who has been with Microsoft since before the days of Encarta, which if you're too young was a CD-ROM encyclopedia that was about as fun as learning could get. The interview also touched on the topic of Game Pass, which does mark a major shift in the console launch compared to past generations. Now, in the past, it's been all about check out what games you can purchase and play on your brand new system. And this time around, it's check out the value that you can get from Game Pass. This was something that Phil emphasized during the interview, and that was the sheer value that Game Pass provides, especially during these challenging times for some. Game Pass provides everyone the ability to play every game that was on display at the Xbox Game Showcase. From the inception phase to now, it has to feel great to see how far Game Pass has come in such a short period of time and will hopefully only continue to get better. As expected, the interview focused on Halo Infinite and Phil being excited to have Halo launch with the Xbox platform for the first time in 19 years, which hasn't happened since Halo Combat Evolve launched on the original Xbox in 2001. Both the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One didn't see a Halo entry until two years after the launch. Phil talked about his time he has spent playing the game thus far and remarked that 343 wanted to bring back a classic Halo feel and that when fans of the series get their hands on the game, it will feel like a coming home moment for them, he said. Phil noted that the team at 343 has been building on the success of the Halo 5 multiplayer suite that was critically well received and how the team is taking that into consideration while continuing to iterate on the things that the community loved. The multiplayer portion of the game is also being designed in collaboration with top esports players as that is a very important aspect he noted and the team at 343 is challenging themselves with technical aspects of it. Based upon what we were able to play with the Halo Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, including their Warzone, if the team is being technically challenged, I have to assume that this means cross-play between Xbox and PC, faster matchmaking, as well as larger scales. Now, I'm not sure if this means Battle Royale or if Halo is going to try to make a hybrid Battle Royale combined with their previous iteration Warzone, or maybe if even something along the lines of Firefight but on a massive scale. The options are endless, but with the recent confirmation that the multiplayer will be free to play, it has to be assumed that this will be something massive and this will hopefully draw people in and keep them coming back for seasons and battle passes, but that will be touched on in the next topic. One of the more interesting aspects of the interview was when Phil was talking about things that haven't been announced as of yet, and this includes 120 frames per second being an area that many developers are focusing on. This generation, he mentioned how many teams wanted to have the feel of the game match the look of the game. 120 frames per second sounds like it isn't just regarding titles that we haven't seen yet, as Phil did mention how amazed he was with the work of the backwards compatibility team and what they've been able to do without spoiling anything. But based off of the timing of Phil saying this, it sounds like many of the backwards compatible titles will be running at 120 frames per second and we will likely see other great benefits, including HDR and 4K, but we will have to wait and see on that. 
Phil ended the interview by saying that there is a lot more that the team at Xbox wants to share, and without confirming a date, he said it should be August, hopefully August. Now, based on the history so far for the Xbox reveals during their 2020 initiative, this will likely be towards the end of the month and is likely lining up with the other rumor that in August, Microsoft is going to reveal the Project Lockhart. Nothing overly groundbreaking during his interview on the podcast, but I always enjoy listening to Phil Spencer give interviews as he tends to be candid as someone who understands not only the gaming side of things, but also the business side of things. Now, I'm very much looking forward to what Xbox and Phil Spencer have to reveal next, and hopefully we'll see that in August. With only the slightest tease from a slice of the campaign, we were left hungry for more details about Halo Infinite, specifically the multiplayer aspect of the game, which has been a pillar of the series since it launched in 2001. Sure, things have gotten much easier than setting up two Xboxes, a system link cable, eight controllers, and two televisions, but the passion for the multiplayer portion of Halo has always been a bright spot for the series, and at the showcase last week, we were told from 343 after the trailer that more multiplayer details would be shared with us soon. Unfortunately, Microsoft and 343 probably weren't expecting the details to be shared so soon, especially in the method that they were shared via a leak from a toy superstore, as it revealed a few details regarding the game by accident before quickly removing them. The legendary Halo series returns with the most expansive Master Chief campaign yet and a groundbreaking free-to-play multiplayer experience. Enjoy up to 120 FPS and a greatly reduced load times, creating seamless gameplay with Xbox Series X. Now, although it was pulled down quickly, it wasn't before enough people had noticed it and it became obvious that Xbox and the team at 343 should probably address it. The official Halo Twitter confirmed in a post and said Halo is for everyone. We can confirm Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 FPS on Xbox Series X. More details will be shared later. We already knew that Halo Infinite was going to be playable on Game Pass on day one, but now we know that multiplayer will be free to play, and this leads to a few thoughts, with the first being exactly what will be free to play. The post on Twitter from Halo or the leak from the toy store didn't explicitly say what was free to play. Will it be the whole multiplayer suite, or will it just be something along the lines of a battle royale? Phil Spencer, during his interview on the Same Brain podcast, did mention that the team at 343 had been iterating on the success that they found with the other Halo games that they've developed. Many years ago, a member of 343 said that there would be no Battle Royale in Halo Infinite, but I think enough time has passed, and free-to-play Battle Royales have shown a very successful method, including Fortnite and Warzone, with their inclusions of Seasons and Battle Passes. One of the biggest additions to Halo 5 was the new mode called Warzone which would obviously need a rebrand now with the mainstream success of Call of Duty and their Battle Royale mode. If in fact the team is iterating on the success of their past, then it wouldn't be a huge surprise to see 343 blend together aspects of Halo 5's Warzone mode with a Battle Royale. And one of the major things that Phil said during his interview on the Same Brain podcast was that likely August was when we would be getting more next-gen details and I wouldn't be surprised if Halo Infinite was there and had some type of drip feed every month between now and launch to get people excited for Halo Infinite. Now also in the post there was finally tangible evidence of why you need to buy an Xbox Series X as it was specifically stated that they will run on 120 frames per second on the Xbox Series X without actually saying the words this clearly means that Halo Infinite will be 60 FPS on Xbox One and Xbox One X. On the more negative side of things, the team at 343 had to take to Halo Waypoint to clear the air and address some of the concerns that arose after the reveal at the Xbox Game Showcase. 
The blog post noted that while the team is hearing far more positive comments than negative ones, they do want to discuss some of the concerns that the minority might have. The two key areas that the blog wants to focus on was the criticisms that Halo Infinite received regarding the overall art style and its visual fidelity. Regarding the art style that 343 has decided to pursue, the team based it on their research and strong community feedback from Halo 4, Halo 5, and Halo Wars 2. This led to the decision for 343 to shift back towards legacy aesthetics that define the original trilogy. With Halo Infinite, we're returning to a more classic art style, which was a key message going back to the very first reveal, and phrasing it this way makes it very clear that the team has made their intentions clear from the initial offerings. Based on the feedback and anticipation that has been received so far, the team at 343 has made the right decision. One of the most recurring statements that has been said about Halo Infinite is that it looked like it was going back to its roots, which is what fans have been asking for at least for the last five years. To be honest, I saw a lot of negative feedback regarding the visual fidelity, but I didn't hear much with respect to the art style. Visually, Halo Infinite drew ire of many gamers and critics. Even Digital Foundry did a 15-minute piece on the graphics of Halo Infinite looking flat, although the site defended the visual fidelity by explaining that the flat look is from the decision to use real-time lighting. When the gameplay takes place in direct light, the models are substantially higher detailed. The video addressed a few of the other issues including shadows, pop-ins, and textures with the main culprit being designing the game across multiple generations. The Waypoint blog is very aware of all the criticism and tackled these comments head on by assuring the community that they know of the issues with many of them already being improved before the Xbox game showcase as the Halo Infinite slice that we saw was still a very early build of the game. They also stated that they are taking the criticism in areas that they weren't already improving as constructive as they stated the team are taking things very seriously. In the age of gaming that we live in, it sounds like Halo Infinite will be constantly evolving and improving over the next 5-10 to 10 years, which leads to problems like this being solved sooner rather than later, hopefully with new advancements and new methods being discovered frequently. I think Halo Waypoint did more than enough to assure fans of Halo Infinite who are concerned by being open about the issues and being transparent with the fans. 343 Industries went further than just discussing the criticism that has been placed upon them after the campaign reveal at the Xbox Game Showcase. They also answered a lot of questions about the series that the fans had, and yes, they even addressed Craig the Brute. It sounds like a multiplayer beta, which has been a fairly common thing in the series, might not happen this time around due to the complications of working from home during the pandemic. And on a related note, the demo that we saw will be playable sometime before or around launch, which is nice to get your hands on it to see if it's for you. I'm not as concerned about Halo Infinite as some might be at the moment with the knowledge that the demo that we saw was a work in progress and there's still plenty of time to go to add polish before the final product is due in around 3-5 to five months. I am very much looking forward to seeing Halo Infinite blend its past roots with modern influences as it tries to regain its stature as a must-play game. While on the subject of Halo criticism, one thing that I greatly miss is the podcast that accompanied Halo 5 with Hunt the Truth. This podcast started about 8 months before the launch of Halo 5, it helped build anticipation, and was a great world building piece. It was also extremely well put together with the help of voices from Colby Smulders and Keegan-Michael Key. If you haven't checked it out, I think it's worth a listen and I'm still holding out hope for a new podcast to accompany the launch of Halo Infinite. 
That's going to be all for the Video Games Podcast for the week. Thank you, as always, for listening. And this past week, we were finally able to finish our 21-question review for The Last of Us 2. So if you're on the fence about that game and you have some questions about it, then consider checking it out. Link will be in the description. Other than that, remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Thank you.